becomes your day. The day you believe it is possible, it becomes possible. The day you believe it can't be possible, is the day it will be possible. Every day is God's day. But the day you get your breakthrough, it becomes your day. Begin to speak to God. Begin to speak to God. Begin to speak to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It's a season of a turnaround. It's a season of a mighty turnaround. It's a season before the 21 days, God. I know there's, there's going to be testimonies. I know we will receive bountiful testimonies. It's a season. It's a season. It's a season. It's a season. Father, in the name of Jesus, we glorify you. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Please let's be seated. Thank you, Jesus. We came to praise him. Look at somebody and tell them if the hallelujah. Amen. Look at somebody carefully. Look, look eyeball to eyeball. I want you to look at somebody and measure if they've really been fasting. Hallelujah. Look at somebody eyeball to eyeball. And measure if they've really been fasting. Amen. I, I, was, I, I, I wore a trousers today. And normally you don't need any belt on that trousers. But when I wore it, I knew I've been fasting. Hallelujah. Amen. When I wore it, I knew. I have heard somebody in the spirit congratulating you. I have said somebody in the spirit congratulating you. And it was like a phone conversation. The number was coming. I know American code is 001. But the person on the other side was congratulating you. You will see it happening. I've heard somebody congratulate you. And the person was so excited for you. Saying congratulations. I said look at somebody eyeball to eye. And measure the way I look at some people. And the way they are looking. I don't think they've been really fasting. Hallelujah. Mama. Uh, hallelujah. <laughs> we serve an awesome God. Tell somebody we serve an awesome God. Amen. God is good. God is good. God is good. God is good. Hallelujah. I, uh, but God is good. Amen. This week we are embracing the supernatural. Hallelujah. If we were here on Friday, you'd have gotten a preamble of what it means to embrace the supernatural. Amen. And uh, I'll say it, if you're not coming for Friday service, you're missing out. I know some of you work. You still can ask for permission. Hallelujah. There's no excuse. Amen. Because I bet you if Jesus was to tell everyone I'm coming to church on Friday, I tell you. Or if I were to announce, I've seen somebody dead. And I'm not going to announce the person. Friday, I want every church member to show up. By the time I come, I wouldn't have anywhere to sit. But that's not service. Hallelujah. The whole thing is about enduring to the end. It might be an inconvenience. But you see, you can't serve God and want to live in comfort. Hallelujah. You cannot decide that you want something from God and also want to live in comfort. Anybody in the scriptures who was caught in the comfort zone, as long as God had a plan for that individual, was moved out of the comfort zone. Moved out. Abraham, in Genesis chapter 12, leave your father's house. Leave your country and leave your family. Threefold association that develops an individual. God said, leave it because I've got something great to do with your life. Hallelujah. Everything you want from God will cost you something. You want to walk with God. He said leave that association. Leave that friendship. Leave that way of thinking. Leave that mindset. Until there's a leaving. There can't be an embracing. 
You need the supernatural. I need the supernatural. God has the supernatural. And all that God wants to do is that if you let go of these things, then I can release it into your life. You see, people, I've come to understand breakthrough is not in years. Breakthrough is in moments. And the very moment an individual decides to let go so God can have his way, breakthrough begins. A man dies, the friend of Jesus, best friend of Jesus, Lazarus. The reason why Jesus loved that family was because they were always cooking for him. Hallelujah. They were always making sure he was comfortable. You see, let me be honest with you. Anyone that makes sure I'm comfortable becomes my friend. You can be a church member. Pastor, how are you? How are you? Then we all, how are you? But immediately you make sure that I'm comfortable. You are my friend. Dies for four days. He's called in. He said, wait, he's sleeping. <laughs> breakthrough is not in years. It's a moment. I tell you, breakthrough is a moment. Jesus, at that moment, knew Lazarus was asleep. To the ordinary person who had not had any encounter with the supernatural, the man was dead. There's a difference between the way a person who embraces the supernatural sees their life and the person walking ordinarily sees their life. If you're going to see your life based on what they are saying, can I be honest with you? Terrorism is a demon. It's a principality. It would not cease. They cannot fight it. Economic meltdown. Apparently history has dictated that every 20 or 30 years, the economy has to crash for there to be a rebuilding. It happens all the time. Hallelujah. But in spite of all these things, those of us who walk by faith, not by sight, we see better. Tell somebody I want to see better. Tell somebody I want to see better. When we talk about the supernatural, embracing the supernatural, taking in the supernatural, man used to be operating in the supernatural realm. Man was half celestial and partly out of the earth. Man is the only individual who has access to the heavens and has, can also live on earth. Man was supernatural in origin until... The enemy got the better part of us. Anytime the devil attacks you, it's not really about you. Hallelujah. Anytime you fall into sin, it is not necessarily about you. It is about this glory. Say glory. You see, I look at some people and, and, and what I ask myself, if you only knew how much power, how much anointing, how much glory resides dormant in you, you get rid of the excuses and focus on Christ. Hallelujah. Healing does not take years. Healing is in moments. Promotion does not take years. Promotion is in moments. Upliftment does not take years. Upliftment is in moments. The moment a person opens their spirit up, the moment a person avails themselves up for God to use, that is the moment the seed of your greatness. I'm preaching like this not because I learned to preach yesterday, but because I've been preaching since I was 19. The very day I accepted my call, Decided to walk in the anointing, decided to walk in the direction, though not perfect, though not the best, though not holy. I've not always been behind the pulpit, I've not always been holier. But the calling, the day I accepted it, was the day the breakthrough in ministry began. I didn't know you, but ministry brought you. I didn't know you, but ministry brought you. Am I speaking to somebody? You see, the very day you accept. You accept the very day you accept it is possible for your life and your situation to change when you give everything to God. It's the very day, the very day. 
Hallelujah. At one point, Jesus said, you are the sheep and the shepherd, right? If you continue to be an animal, God will have nothing to be, do with you. Because you see, according to the laws of Leviticus, it was a curse for a man to sleep with an animal. But you see, we are the bride of the church of Christ. Am I speaking to somebody? And so at some point, Jesus said, I no longer call you friends. No longer call you, call you servants. I call you friends. Paul then elevated the revelation. And Paul said, now you are joint as God can now relate to us. God can now pour his presence, his power into us. The saddest reality is that some of us still want to be like sheep. It doesn't work. Tell somebody it doesn't work. Tell somebody it doesn't work. Until you take your possession. They tell you, oh, a woman, before you get a husband, you have to, uh, you have to sleep around. Who said so, man? Who, who said so? That's not true. So you move from one one to another, looking for the round face or oblong head. Uh, uh, trapezium face, long nose, short nose. You're, you're going around, so you're confused, forgetting your right in Christ. Demands that at the right time, heaven has to hear your prayer and descend with every desire you have. You don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to. A man is not created unto troubles. You, you, you grow up in Africa and you, you come across an angel. Oh, man is created unto troubles. No, I see somebody's turn around this now. I said, I see somebody's turn around being now. I said, I see somebody stand around being now in the mighty name of Jesus. Embracing the supernatural. The last week, I think we dealt with engaging with the supernatural. Coming face to face. Paul on his journey to Damascus came face to face. God engaged him. Why do you kick against the priests? Who art thou, O Lord? I said, I am Jesus Christ, whom you are trying to fight. A supernatural encounter that turned his life. You see, the very time you give your life to Jesus isn't the time you begin to walk in the blessings of God. It's the time you receive divine direction. The whole concept about giving your life to Jesus is because we were lost. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. The time you give your life to Jesus is the time that you're seeing is restored. And one man said that if Jesus is the way, it means we cannot lose our way if jesus is the truth it means we cannot be lied to if jesus is life it means you have life more than you need if jesus is the way it means you cannot lose your way you see so no situation in life can have the upper hand upper hand against the child of god that walks what god is doing as you engage the supernatural, you have an encounter with holiness. You embrace the new wine. You leave your comfort zone. You, 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 you've engaged the power of God that turns a person's life around. Jeremiah 50, 34. Your redeemer is strong. Your redeemer is strong. Then shall the prey of the mighty be taken out of the hands of the lawful captive. Then even the lawful captive, the prey of the lawful captive shall be delivered because your redeemer is strong and his name is the Lord of hosts. He is the one that brought you up. Hallelujah. And that's the reason why I see you excelling in the name of Jesus. Amen. And that is the reason why you see that sickness came as a visitor and cannot stay. Someone did not get me. And that is the reason why you see nobody has the right to deny you your documents, your papers. Ah, no one has the right. They might justify, injustify, inclusive, do every justification. But when God shouts, it becomes the season for you to take that which is yours. Your future is already bright. I said your future is already bright. Your future is already bright. Hallelujah. I want us to look at embracing the supernatural. Now accepting that your portion is not to do with naturalness. 
It will shock you how many years. In spite of the number of years we've been in church, some of us cannot think <laughs> beyond what they see. Cannot exercise faith. Cannot exercise the ability to believe. And so many of us are bought into the idea that I've got to struggle and struggle and get things done. Well, I've got news for you. I will not struggle as long as there's something called the anointing. I will not struggle as long as there's something called grace. I will not struggle as long as there's something called angelic help. I will not struggle in life as long as there's something called divine revelation. Hello. I was driving on the motorway and my car was making some funny things. As I was driving, I was on the inner lane. That's where I love. That's where my daughter loves. That's none of your business. Then suddenly the Holy Ghost said, move to the third lane. Immediately I switched to the third lane. The car cut off. I didn't switch it off. It cut off just like that. You don't have to. <laughs> People, we are dealing with things beyond human understanding. Hello. I said we are dealing with things. One of my friends calls me at 4 a.m. from Ghana. Said she had a dream. ABCD. I wasn't there. I wasn't there when she was having the dream. But I turned and looked at her and said, hey, you've touched a nerve in the spirit. You the ability for what you were praying and I said you were praying about this this is and she said yes I said nobody gave you the right to deal with that principality and that principality is attacking you we are dealing and engaging something beyond human understanding and somebody has to psych up to begin to walk in power begin to walk in the anointed and begin to embrace the, your portion it is yours tell somebody I'm not powerless tell somebody I'm too powerful the enemy wants to lie to you. He wants you to stay where you are. He always wants you to come. Oh, who wants to be prayed for? You go, you bring your mighty forehead. That is Zimba coconut head. We touch. Ah, today I'm anointed. No, no. Hello. There are some people you never greet them for them to give you any godly, faith-filled response. Never. How are you? Ah, this is what is left. How are things? It, can, it could be better. So simple. Higher heights. You are going high. Whether if you want to go or not, we are dragging you. Tell somebody whether if you want to go or not, we are dragging you. We are dragging you. Hey, we don't want any of your responses. How are you? Things are uh, so-so. There can't be any so-so. There's got to be a soul. I said there's got to be a soul. There can't be any so-so in this life. A believer should set their mind like flint and, and pursue. God has called them for hallelujah. And in order to embrace the supernatural, there are three things I want us to be aware of. Hallelujah. Three things I want us to be aware of so that as you go about, we're in the last week of this great fasting. Please listen. Now, 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 the last week, last day of the feast, the Bible said Jesus stood up. You see, the Bible also says in Habakkuk chapter 2, in the end it shall speak. So some of you have already given up. Well, we've not finished. You've already given up on the fasting. That the best of God is always at the last. Say it's at the last. I'm telling you, it's at the last. I call the revelation why God always hides it. Simply because it is only at the last that you find out those who are patient enough. Impatience is what leads people away from the promises of God. As Psalm 40, I waited patiently. I waited not based on my terms. God, if you are going to move, move. If you don't move, I will move. God, if you are going to speak, speak. If you don't speak, I will speak. You've been speaking and this is where your speaking has brought you. You've been moving and this is how far you... <laughs> if you don't move, God, if you don't move, I will move. You moved and you'll be moved. The vision is true. I will send stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower. Habakkuk chapter 2. And wait to hear what he will say to me and what I will answer. 
when I'm reproved. Then he said, write the vision. You see, until there's alertness, like I was saying on Friday, until there's alertness in the right location, whatever God says won't make sense to you. Talking to my friend that, hey, my vision, this year we are raising 100,000 to my place of residence. He said, oh, pastor, as for that, that is faith. I said, it's not your faith, it's my faith. It's, it's not true we don't have the money. I said it's not true we don't have the money to buy a place of worship. We just need our revelation. Hallelujah. If I give a thousand, my wife gives a thousand, uh, another person gives a thousand, and we keep giving a thousand. How many are we? Are more than, are we about 50 here today? Uh, 40 or whatever. We will get a hundred thousand. You don't believe it. Hallelujah. Am I helping somebody? So we need to understand that embracing the supernatural is a, a believer's right and it's also a believer's opportunity. To see beyond. Paul said I know a man who was caught into the third heavens. What was he doing in the third heavens? Embracing. Engaging. Understanding mysteries. You see in this life. Until you understand mysteries. We live life. Okay sometimes I'm hope people call me. And my wife will be saying. Are you not going to call them back? Are you not going to call them back? I said wait. At first she didn't understand me of course. But now she understands. I said until I understand the mystery. Of what I'm to say to that person. Because if it's about just talking every day. I've been talking and nothing is happening. Am I helping somebody? It takes the mystery of God to liberate the whole generation. God sent a word to Jacob and he lighted. He sent a word to Jacob. One man became a recipient of the blessings of God and he changed the generation and he lighted on Israel. It takes mysteries. Hallelujah. And until you engage with the supernatural, you wouldn't even know that you can build a university. I'm telling you, until you engage with the supernatural, you wouldn't even know, you wouldn't even know that you can turn one of my greatest visions is like in that one day, I'll send a satellite to heaven into space. It's crazy, isn't it? Dreaming is free. Send a satellite to space. This guy here. Send a satellite to space where there'll be 24 hour broadcasts of the word of God. 24 hours. Even the Arabs, when they switch on their TV, I'll be preaching on. By then, you'd have been an old man, so you'll also be preaching on. Hallelujah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Send it to space. Amen. But in the end, a vision speaks. I said, in the end, that vision speaks. In the end, that vision speaks. God is not man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should say something and not do it. He's never done that. In the end, if you can wait, you can have it. If you can have patience, you can have it. If you can wait on God, not based on your dictates and how you feel and what is coming on you. If you can only wait, Jesus was asleep in the boat when the wind was poisonous, when the sea was going, when the billows were high, Jesus was in the boat and the disciples out of their impatience could not exercise faith. They said, we are dying. Have you not seen of a truth that we're going to die? He understood what it means to engage the supernatural. He got up. I like it. When the enemy is put in his position with evil. There were days when you have, hey, I bind you. And, and the demons will be like, I'm not going, I'm not going, I'm not going. And you are casting it. And he said, ah, ah. There's this man I know who used to whip people under deliverance with canes. I'm not, I won't show you. I will tell you the person. You'll be then, you'll be whipping them. I'm not coming out. What's your name? And you mentioning names. My name is Magdalene. Hey, I'm not coming out, coming out. No, gone were the days we used to struggle. Now, as you grow, you look at that demon and tell that demon, get out before I get there and they're out. Hallelujah. You look at that situation you've been dealing with and you, you stand up one day in your house and command that demon out of your house. And that demon runs without you sweating. Somebody is going to get there in the name of Jesus. I said, somebody is going to get there in the name of Jesus. Tell somebody it will not be like this forever. Oh, it's we tell another person it will not be like this forever. 
So there are three major things you need to understand. Number one is that before you can embrace the supernatural, there ought to be a translation. Say translation. Say translation. Now, there's a thin line between the definitions of translation and transformation. However, when we talk about translation, God is more interested in helping you deal with your conditions. Amen. The reason why many of us probably are stuck is because the conditions around has held us bound and has pushed us to a corner where we are trying everything. We are trying everything, but nothing is happening. I'm helping somebody. So the word translation, according to the dictionary, means number one, that to change in form. Transformation also talks about that. Amen. To change in condition and nature convert something to and a typical example is at the man at the pool of bethesda in john chapter 5 let's go to john chapter 5 and john chapter 5 1 through the man at the pool of bethesda you only need to finish reading his story to understand that he wasn't actually sick it was his bed it was his condition the bed had conditioned him to believe that there was no way out it will shock you that many of the people Jesus worked on miraculously were people he actually did not pray for. Were people he gave them a revelation to understand they are right. Are not this daughter of Abraham. The woman had been bent for 18 years. Jesus chose his words quite carefully. Are not this daughter of Abraham who has a covenant with God that everyone that comes out of Abraham is blessed be healed? 18 years. 18 years. It took a split second. 18 years. 18 years. 18 years, 18 years, ought not this daughter, the woman didn't know she had the right to be healed, didn't know she had the right to be free, or being bent for 18 years, with a demon enjoying her back, 18 years, 18 years, ought not this daughter of Abraham be healed, stretch for, why did the mi miracle happen, because now she embraced something she, nobody had told her, by covenant, and in being related to Abraham, she can be restored. Can I speak to somebody here? I don't know what you're dealing with. But as far as Galatians says that cursed is anybody that hanged on the tree. And Christ became the curse. Hanging on the tree that by virtue of him hanging on the tree. The same covenant that was available to the daughter of Abraham has been made available to us. And so by virtue of that right, I command your life to turn around in Jesus name. 18 years. For 18 years. Have you caught anything, Peter? Embrace the supernatural word of God. This guy standing on the shore does not just talk. Have you noticed that when God hasn't got anything to say, you don't hear anything from God? You've been praying, praying. You're not hearing anything. It isn't because God does not want to talk. It is because when he gets ready to speak, it sends you free. When he gets ready to free, speak. <laughs> You're liberated without question. Now, sometimes healing happens and uh, the person who used to be walking this way, healed and they are walking this way. Are you seeing what I'm coming from? But if God jumps in and he restores, there's no second thinking. Am I talking to somebody? You see, so don't try using your understanding. Oh, pastor, I think the man is handsome. I think he's slender. He's handsome. Uh, uh, no more than you, pastor. I think he, he, I like him. You think, you think, you think, you think. And you've been thinking, uh, nothing is happening. It's about time you, you wait on God. Those who wait upon the Lord. To wait upon means to wait on someone more superior and powerful. Someone who has something you need. Am I speaking to somebody? There's a difference between waiting on and waiting upon. Waiting on means serving somebody. But waiting upon means you are tapping into the power of that individual. These 14 days, you waited upon God. 
every power available to anyone that waits upon God, it is yours in the name of Jesus. Now the story goes that Jesus, knowing that the man had been at the pool many years, decided to have mercy. Say mercy. Now as you read, it said that five porticos. In the five porticos, light, the hall, representing the fivefold ministry. Hello. Within the confines of the church, you find the sick. You find those who are halted. You find those who are battling. But you see, the danger of coming to church with a sickness and not allowing the word to clean you or wash you or deliver you is very dangerous. The danger is very dangerous. Come to church. Walk through the five porticos. Nobody comes to church in perfection. But when we come to church, there's an expectation that you allow the word of God. The word of God. The word of God. That has the cleansing power. The renewal. The washing of the word through the water. You are not meant to get out of this place with the same sickness you came by. Came by. You are not meant to leave the same place with the burden you came by. It is, it's an oxymoron. It's an oxymoron for somebody to walk into church. Ten years you are still holding on to the character lifestyle. Ten years you are giving yourself that same excuse. Ten years you can't separate yourself. Ten years you are still caught in the same old quagmire. It is an oxymoron. It is illegal. It is wrong. Because anybody that walks through the porticos should not remain the same. Jesus sees the man. 38 years. Selah. In the book of Psalms. Selah means. Think about it. What? He can achieve. We are not told how old he was. We are not told how old he was. When they sent him to the pool. But for 38 years plus his age. He was there. Lying to himself. Oh the Lord will do it. Ah, the Lord will do it. Yeah. When he's already done. Oh one day one day. Oh I love. I miss Ghana. And oh one day one day. Yeah. One day one day. You've been one day in and one day in. And that one day has passed. And you're still one day in. 38 years. Oh, he will change. And, and, and uh, 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 I don't know what I'm talking about. I think somebody here is about to get into a marriage or something and it's dangerous. It's a mistake. But I don't know why the spirit is leading me to talk about, oh, pastor, I will change him. Good luck. I will change him. You change him. <laughs> Mess you. You can't change any human being. <laughs> Please tell somebody you can't. And don't even try. God at some point delivered human beings from Egypt. They still looked at God and said, hey, you've given us quails. We don't care. We want the cucumber and the leeks. And slavery. Please listen. Not that they were enjoying the cucumber and the leeks. And liberty. And slavery. And God has broken you free. So that you can, you've seen us power, you've seen us work. They said, hey, we've seen it, but we still want the cucumber and the leeks that we used to have in slavery. Like the Israelites. That's the way some of us are. We are talking about the promised land. We talk about the promised land. And when God brought us out, we still can't let go of the promised land attitude. Egypt mentality. We talked about the promised land. When we were not yet there, we, we prayed to God, give me that husband. Bless me with that child. God blesses you with that husband. And when we see the guy, we don't even know if he's a human being or not. Gave you that child. Gave you that job. Now the job takes precedence over your service to God. Somebody say mercy. mercy. Now when Jesus got there in John chapter 6, when Jesus got there, there are three things I want you to be aware of as we move on. The first thing that happened was that, was that John chapter 5, sorry. There, there are three things I need you to understand. Number one, if you have time, you can read through. And said after there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market, a pool, which is in Hebrew tongue, Bethesda, having five porches. And it said, in these lay a great multitude of impotent folk of blind halt, withered, waiting for the 
moving of the water. That was the traditional way by which angels will visit. Hallelujah. Then he said, for an angel went down at a certain season at the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, whosoever then first, after the trouble of the water, stepping was made whole or whatsoever disease. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity 30 and 8 years. So, number one, he had been sick for 38 years. Can we agree? So, in actual sense, he probably might not have been lying there for 38 years. But he had been sick for 38 years. Did someone get where I'm coming from? Hmm? Uh, maybe you, you didn't pick up that challenge uh, uh, these years. You picked it up a long time ago. A long time ago. And he said he had been sick for 38 years. Having known that he had been sick for 38 years, Jesus asked him a very profound question. Will thou be made whole? Jesus did not ask him, would you let me heal you? He said, will thou? Do you know when you translate it to everyday English, what Jesus was saying that, would you allow yourself to be made well? Hello? Would you allow yourself to be made well? You have the right, you have the ability, you, you can change your condition. And I'm here just to support it. Would you allow the process to begin? That was what Jesus was saying. Will thou be made whole? And I learned a long time ago. It will shock you what I'm about to say. Some people like their condition. You can't tell. Some people like their state. And if you're a pastor and you're not careful, you spend all your anointing on somebody who is not prepared to change. And what leaves you is that afterwards you become bitter. I don't want to be bitter. There are people I know, they like their state. What should I do? But in the name of Jesus, you are well. Go. Do you like your state? No. I want help. Am I helping somebody? Will thou be made whole? But thou, your wholeness is with you. Your wholeness is not in the stirring of the water. Jesus was teaching us the, the potency of initial faith which a person should have even before they make a move. Are you, are you seeing where I'm coming from? The substance of things hoped for. So you see, Jesus was saying that if you don't even believe that you have the ability and the capacity, even when they stir the waters, your life won't change. It's very important. And he said, you're asking me about being made whole. Do you know what I've been going through? People. So there are three fundamental things you can learn from. Number one is that Jesus, it was only after Jesus had healed the person that we knew that his condition was to do with his bed. Hello. So number one, the first thing you need to do if you're going to go through the process of translation is that identify what you are lying on. Is that condition, is it right? Or are you lying to yourself? Shakespeare says that to thine own self. Be true to thine own self. Be true. Paul in First Corinthians 13 says that we, we, be, we see ourselves in a glass darkly. When you stand in front of the mirror, you don't see me, you see you. Your condition is as a result of your own doing. But the writer is saying that you have the right, you have what it takes to break free from that relationship, to break free from that mindset, to break free from that situation you found yourself in. He said, hey, I've been here and when the waters are said, no people, the second problem he had was the people syndrome look at somebody sitting beside you and tell them people don't really care oh i didn't hear you tell another person people don't really care people don't really care oh i'm being honest if i should ever wait on people that this vision will go on her i will grow old hello people don't really care it's been there people will come my frustration with him is that if he really meant business he should be lying living in the pool <laughs> he should be living in the pool he should be living, not somewhere off. 38 years, even if he was halted, he could have been crawling, getting... You see, one of the things you need to understand, until you show a sign of being serious, nothing of God is released. Because there are people, there are spirits, there are words with vested interest to make you fail. 
Hello? So you see, somebody has to get serious. Hallelujah. I said somebody has to get serious. The second thing is that the question of wholeness, purity. <laughs> Are you going to walk in purity? Can I be honest with you? It doesn't matter how much you pray. If you live your life anyhow, nothing happens. The prayer is stored. It is stored when you are ready to live holy. Because let's not forget, everything of God comes out of his holiness. Not out of how much you pray. And when you finish, you go and insult people. And when you finish, you move to that boyfriend, that girlfriend. And you know all the colors of people's bed. Oh, that's a, a, a four by six. Hey! <laughs> that's a king size. This, this a, a bed mattress is from, I think it's from Ikea. How did you know? Purity. Would you be made whole? It's a question of wholeness. It's, a, it's about purity. So you see, translation, that's okay. It does okay. But until these things are put in place, you should forget about translation. Because don't forget, translation is all about God changing your condition. Can I tell you something? Yeah, it doesn't matter how much you pray. Until you start seeing changes in your life, believing God, me calling you on Friday, it becomes difficult. Am I helping somebody? Oh, let's level. Until you start seeing, at some point, Jesus said, Father, without signs and wonders, they can't believe you. So show some, show some catchy power. Until there are miracles. Ah, imagine you be coming to church 10 years past, I say, hey, there's going to be change. Every day there's change, and you're not seeing the change. <laughs> at some point, you just say, oh, my friend, stop the changing, changing. If there's anything you will change, change what you're changing. Wave and let me know if you're here. Wave and let me know. Am I helping somebody? So you see, translation is possible. In order to embrace that supernatural power, Jesus was about to reveal himself to that man. Jesus was about to show that man another side of the human being which we have yet to discover that when we cry out to God and we call out unto him, he created us. He still has a good at heart and God will move. But there are certain conditions to put in place. They say it is only a fool who repeats a mistake twice. It is not your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. It is not your portion in Jesus' name. The same destituteness that happened in the garden, destitute mindset, because when Adam lost the garden, Adam became a destitute person, moving from place to place. It was shocking that the same spirit has followed us up until now. And so once we come face to face with God, and the desire of God is to translate and change our condition, somebody has to avail themselves really quick to break free from what used to follow you. You see, now I come to understand how can there be a curse following you? You know why people pray that prayer? Out of fear. If you're truly walking with God, the curse of my grandfather, grand, my friend. You think we are, we are schoolboys? Or someone said, let us confess our known and unknown sin. <sighs> a sin I don't know, confess. No, I won't. That's theological, that's biblically wrong. If we truly walk with God, you don't even need to look at the devil and, and how, uh, no, 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 he does it, he tells, hey, 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 know where you belong, devil, know where you belong, not on my son, not on my daughter, not against my job, not against my money, know where you belong. Hello? The Bible said if the enemy should come in like a flood, if he dares come in like a flood, you don't have to pray, oh, Father, I bind the flood, you can't bind flood. The Bible said God himself will lift you up onto a standard. A standard is an unbeatable record. So when the enemy thinks he's uh, pushing you down, destroying your life, God is also lifting you up to a place of significance. Am I helping somebody? And I'll be made whole. The condition has to change. For some of you, it has to change. There's no way a child of God, you should send your documents to the home office. And up until now, you've not heard anything. And the letter they write back is a bad report. And you will take the letter and try to please the devil. The devil must be wearing mochas. The devil is in Prada. The devil has been, has been eating jollof. The, the 
devil must be making. I would not blink nor look at the enemy. I just said, oh, one of them, throw it somewhere. Father, I thank you that I've got my document. Put it back. Reply them. Tell them. One day, one of my friends, a home office, and I told her, wait, I'll do something for you. And she'll be phoning. So, pastor, what are we doing? I said, not you. As far as I'm concerned, you can't do anything. When the spirit came upon me, I said, give me. She gave me, and I wrote a letter to the home office. Said, why? I'm telling you. I have a copy. I said, you should give this girl her documents. She deserves the right. They wrote back and said, oh, they had already written her off. Please listen. They had said she should be removed. I'm not a lawyer. I haven't studied anything about law. But I represent the king of kings who owns this earth. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. And they that dwell in. He said we are gods. He said we are gods. And they said, okay, what we will do is the removal thing is taken off. <laughs> we will reply. Amen. You don't understand where I'm coming from. When God is talking about translation, he means business. Stop taking your life for granted. Start taking God serious. People, I told you on Friday, I have no plan B. And I told you I have no savings. Not that I've had money not to save. I haven't had money to save. Everything is invested in this way. I take God serious more than anything on this world. Am I helping somebody? Hello? Translation. Get off the bed. Get off that bed. Get off that bed. Roll the bed and walk free. Get off that bed. Roll the bed and walk free. Walk free. Forget about people and people not helping me and all that. And nah, 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 nah. my father was not around. My mother was not around. My uncle did not help me. And nah, 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 jabba, jabba, jabba. If you read the Bible, it said, Would a mother forget her suckling baby? The writer said, Yes. Your mom can forget you, man. Your father can forget you. But God will and can never. Ah, wave your hand and say, Thank you, Jesus. That we've not been forgotten. That we've not been forgotten. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, that we've not been forgotten. Stop wasting your time. About people who were dead who were not there. You don't know anything about me. You don't know what I went through. When the same school as a school prefect, school prefect, we, in fact, I think it was the first miracle God did to show me that he's a provider. Because when you become a school prefect in Prepper College, you used to get free Gary, sugar, and needle. You guys didn't know. I went in looking for prep prefect. And one teacher looked at me and said, you, can you be a school prefect? And I'm saying, oh, yeah, oh, hey. I started rattling. I spoke well. And surprisingly, I was chosen as an assistant school prefect. The, the day I did this, you're sitting in the exam hall and they come and beat you that you've not paid your school fees. Like, let my mother give me the school fees so I'll chop it. But she didn't have any school fees. <laughs> and I finished Prempe College owing nobody anything. So he wasn't there. She wasn't there. And so what? 35 years, you are still complaining. It's because my father. When you read the story of these stupid celebrities, sometimes you wonder. It's because my mom and my dad did not stay together. That's why I fail in relationship. No, it's not because it's your, it's your own perfidy. That man left you not because of your mother or your father. They sacked you from that job. Not because the manager hated you. Because you are underproducing people. Let's be responsible believers. We are too anointed to panda. Emotional nonsensical. That, 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 that manager does not like you. Can't they can't refuse to like you? Ha! Am I speaking to somebody? Yeah. Oh, and in and, and Psalm 18, David said, verse 41, 42. He said, Hey, you have made me the head over a strange people. Whatever I tell them, they will do. And when they hear my voice, they will be afraid. Look at you. Gupti does not know God. What should you do in the same place? When Gupti is the manager, he talks and yell, oh, 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 oh. 
What happened to you taking authority and binding a demon spirit? Am I helping somebody? Get off that bed. I will end today, people. Get off that bed, please. Get off that bed. Dealing with translation. I finished. Next week, we are moving on displaying the superpower. Forget about transformation and transfiguration. If you came on Friday, you'd have heard it. God, mercy, mercy. Tell, tell somebody, mercy. Hey, get off that bed. Wholeness. It is more easier. Can I be honest with you? It is more easier to walk in holiness than to live in sin. When you live in sin, people have not asked you anything. You say, oh, are you talking to me? And sometimes I see, you see people walk in church and God begins to tell me what they've been doing. It will shock you when I'm home. I see things and I look at people and I'm laughing and I'm laughing. We know what has, it is your concern as someone say, It's got nothing to do with me. Just decide to walk in holiness. Tell somebody walk in holiness. Tell somebody it is easier to walk in holiness than to live in sin. I'm telling you the truth. Hello. I prayed a prayer. I said, God, I'm going to get married. But this is one thing you have to do for me. I'm too handsome <laughs> not to look left or right. Amen. But once I get married, me, I've made a covenant. What I like is what I went for. <laughs> Am I helping somebody? <laughs> Pastor George one day looked at me and said, hey, if you're going to get married, do this thing. Go for a woman you like, not a woman you love. Eh, what does that mean? He said, go for a woman you like. I'll leave that with you. Go for a man you like, not you love. Because love, you can fall out. But when you like a person, you will love them till eternity. Amen. If you go for a man you, you love, oh, I love him, I love him, I love him. When the real him shows up, you will know. You will smell pepper. Hallelujah. And every time I'm talking to any young person who's about, I said, hey, go for somebody you like, not love. He said, oh, but I love, I said, you don't understand, love is a journey. I cannot be married to my wife one year and I said, I love him. No, I love her. No, we have to go about 20 years. Am I helping somebody? Most of you younger, when I love him, and you're infatuated with that muscle, you said, yeah, yeah, they, they send you pictures and, hi, baby, oh, shut up. <laughs> Live with the person for a year, two years. Three years when they fat in front of you. <laughs> when you're eating and you're like, hey, my friend is oh. When they start talking foolishly to you, you've not done anything, and the man or woman wakes up and thinks you are the most stupid man in the whole world or foolish woman in the whole world. The same baby you love and say to keep quiet. <laughs> when you've gone for 30 years, when your child is about 15, 17, 18, the dread teenage years and they tell you you're the most stupid man I've ever seen and you gave birth to them look at me stupid eh, I should have given birth to you in Ghana <laughs> you would have suffered eh. the child stands at you and said I hate you and sometimes you see I deal with situation and by the time a girl will tell the dad I hate you it's because there's a boyfriend there's this stupid boy who is trying to tell your daughter your parents are the witches and wizards of Eastwood. Hey, they are the worst human beings on earth. A man takes care of you for, for how old you become. Now, this boy steps in and says, but I love you, baby. And, 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 and is able to convince you that your parents are worse. And we are able to accept that, yeah, baby, I know they are evil. <laughs> a woman takes care of you. A man takes care of you. You meet a man. The guy is not even married to you. A boyfriend probably will leave you along the way when he meets another fine. I beg, go back. Holiness. People, holiness. Holiness. I tell you, if there's anything I will encourage you today, desire to walk in holiness. When you walk in holiness, you don't sweat for anything. The Bible said, and no good thing would he withhold from those who walk upright. The Lord is a shield. The Lord is a son. And no, he will give grace. He will give glory. And no good thinking. What? 
whatever you can call good. Whatever you can call good. Whatever you can call good. The Bible said he will not withhold. But without, without holiness, you can't see God. Kindly stand. Now in a few minutes time, I want you to lift up your voice. We all come to church through the five portices. And through the five portices are the halted, the sick, everybody carrying something. But nobody should leave as they came. Nobody should leave as they came. You have to embrace the supernatural so much so that by the time in the city of Antioch, the Bible said they saw, the Antiochians saw the display of the disciples. They saw Jesus through the disciples. Then they call them Christ-like, Christ-like Christians. People who, people who are like Christ. You don't have to leave the same. Now in the next, I want to pray. If, if you're here, you have any challenge. And you know that challenge is stopping you from really walking in holiness. Getting off your bed. Breaking off people's syndrome. Whatever it is. There's too much anointing here for you not to break free. Kindly come and let me pray for you. Kindly come and let me pray for you. Kindly come and let me pray for you. There's any challenge, any lifestyle you know, you're believing God. God, I wish I could break free from this. But, but you see, you're struggling to let go. This is an opportunity. It's an opportunity. Church. We have an opportunity to seek God. You probably did not hear me. In order for you to walk in translation, people, your condition has to change. Amen. For some of us, we're living a sexually, immorally impure life. It's the truth. Some of us, we love alcohol more than our lives. But you see, there's too much anointing here for us not to break free. Hallelujah. I've only got a few minutes. There's too much power here for us not to break free. I'm going to count up to 10. We are not here to parade those who are good and those who are not. Those who are doing this and those who are no. We are here for total cleansing. Total cleaning. Turn around. Total cleansing. And this is one moment that we have to take serious. That if I want to be translated, I want to be translated. I want my life to change. If I want to be transformed, if I want to walk in the power of transfiguration, then I've got to let go of everything that hinders Christ. Please give me about 20 minutes of your precious time. It's very important. This is our time. You have won the victory over me. Hallelujah. You have won. It all for on me that could not hold you down. You are the risen king, seated in majesty. Hallelujah. You are won the victory. Lift up your hands. Ten, nine, eight. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, and one. Lift up your hands, Father, in the name. Give me the oil. This week I've only seen an oil set on fire. And the oil is too much on fire. Too much on fire, Pastor. 
in the mighty name of Jesus this oil is the same fire 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 your life changes from today whatever was a struggle changes from today whatever used to disgrace you will no longer disgrace you whatever was a struggle ceases today in the mighty name of Jesus father in the mighty name of Jesus we are in a season of translation Everyone here is a candidate for that translation. Yes. Whatever condition holds them down, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Amen. I bind that in the name. I cast the root of that lifestyle, that attitude in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And I loose them unto possibilities. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 You are blessed. You are free. You are free. You are free. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Amen. Please sit down.